You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to session 14. Oh my gosh, really pumped for you to listen to this session. I feel like it was a really um, big session for Michelle. I think we had a lot of important breakthroughs and ahas in terms of where her stuck points are and what she's really wanting moving forward. It's also really important to note that we don't resolve all of that this session either. I think this was the starting point of more conversations to come. And it's also just really important to say that and to see that like we don't need to fix every single thing in one session, but sometimes just seeing like, wow, all of this stuff was underneath here. Our job is to look at it. Let's start that process is enough and is where the transformation occurs. So if you're going through your own process where a lot of stuff is coming up for you and you are kind of rethinking things, remember it does not have to be something you figure out overnight in one moment, in one uh, coaching session, in one journaling session, whatever that is, right? You can really give yourself the time to process this because this kind of stuff that we dive into here really impacts your life and business long-term. And so being willing to give yourself spaciousness around that is so key. And I just hope this session reminds you of that. There we go. How you doing? I am doing fine. Good. Yeah. I don't, I think, I think things are good. Think? No? Feel? What, what, what's the deal? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, things are good. They're like, yeah, I think I said in my questionnaire this week, I was like, I feel like we should talk about business things, but I don't really know like what that is. Well, I think what's helpful to see there is almost like that was the point of like doing the stuff of last week of like getting back into like, what are you desiring? What do you want in the present moment is so that you almost want to go there where before it was kind of like, eh, we'll just, you know, see what happens. The magic will happen, right? Like, which of course, like again, the magic can happen, but I think that it's almost like seeing that as like, okay, well, that worked then because if that gets you into wanting to be more like, cool, now I'm feeling really motivated. What do I want to do? What do I want to make happen? Like, that's really the point. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I was supposed to get here. Is what yeah, you're totally. <laughs> well, I also felt like we spent the entire last session, which is totally fine. We're talking about life things. And I feel like part of that is because the, like, the business, like, feels good. Like, I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing there. Everything's getting done. I mean, like, I'm not at the clients that I want to be at, but, like, I'm doing the things to get the clients. So I'm like, is, like, what, like, what is there to talk about there, you know? Well, again, I think it's almost like getting into that present moment. Like, okay, if I want more clients and I have more space, like, I can always do more things or like try other things like that doesn't have to feel bad either like I think obviously we don't want to do more just for the sake of like burdening ourselves and overwhelming ourselves and telling ourselves this story that like the only way we'll ever get what we want is like do a hundred things but I also think like 
if you're taking care of the life stuff and that feels really good, there's no reason not to be like, cool, I want more and I feel connected to my desires. And so doing something else feels really good around this, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Like I think there's doing from a really like not enough place and then there's doing from like a excited, intentional, desire-based place. All right, so I really want to make the distinction here between doing things in your business from an excited and intentional place versus doing things from a not enough place. There is always going to be more things that you could do in your business to get more, better, different results. That is not a bad thing. That does not mean something in your business is broken. Like if we're wanting more results, the the most empowering thing we can remember is that we're able to go create them and get them. That's incredible, right? But there's a difference in how we approach that. Am I approaching that from this frantic, I'm not doing enough, I suck place? Or am I approaching it from this excited, intentional, it feels really good to do this thing because whatever, like I see how it gives me more of this result I want. That's empowerment, right? Versus the not enoughness of like, I suck, I'm doing it all wrong, more and more and more. So just remember that taking action in business is inherently great, right? But how you feel about that action is the biggest determiner of your experience of it and ultimately, in my opinion, the outcome of it. So we don't want to vilify like adding more, taking more action in business as something that, you know, immediately signals that we're not in the right headspace. We just want to check in with ourselves on what we're bringing to that and where we're coming from when we decide to do that. Mm, Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I don't necessarily know like what the, like if there's more desire to like do stuff in the business or like. I was just like, we, have, we haven't really, like, talked about that in a while. Like, is everything okay now? Like, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> well, you're the expert, right? So is it okay? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think so. But again, like, I think you don't just have to do something because it's not okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. you know, it's just almost like not trapping yourself into this, like, what is it supposed to be? I don't know if it's okay. I don't know if it's not. I don't know if I should want to do more. It's just like, what do you want? Mm. Yeah. You know, and that's why like that conversation from last week of like getting in touch with desires more, feeling more connected to the present, not feeling like it's so far away is so important because that's what makes you want to do that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't think that I'm like feeling like a um, particular like particularly strong desire to like do more in the business right now only because – I think I mentioned this in my questionnaire too. Like I need to start working on (laughs) my like maternity leave stuff, especially if I like want you to look at it before you go on maternity leave yourself. Um, And I've been kind of like, ah, just like dragging my feet on that a little bit because I was like, I have so much time that I was like, wait, I want Lacey's eyes on some of these things. Um, So I think that's the thing that I'm – it's not that like – I mean, like, motivation is, like, different from desire, right? Like, sometimes you're, like, what you want something and you want to do something. (laughs) It's, like, you're, like, I know this will feel good when I'm done with it. But also motivation is, like, eh. Okay, so why do you think the motivation is meh? Um, 
I think I think some of it was like I feel like I have so much time, which then I recently realized like I do, but if I desire like you to look at it, then I don't like I don't have as much time as like I was telling myself. Um and it just doesn't feel pressing. And this is always how I've operated. Like I just like not everything like super last minute because I do like, you know, I value my sleep and stuff, but it's just like I'm more likely to get something done if I'm like closer to the deadline than like if the deadline feels like either non-existent or just like really far away. I think what comes up for me most there is that it's not like that's fine, right? Like it's fine if you do things more deadline-based or last minute, but but it's almost yeah. like – there's like a deeper thing here that's not getting addressed is it's almost like you're thinking about it just like a to-do thing. Like, oh, I should do this and I should mm-hmm. maybe have Lacey look at it. And it's like a to-do versus like connected to a result you want. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, again, almost same in the business, like where you're kind of answering it like, oh, I don't really have a desire to do more. Mm-hmm. But that might be different from do I have a desire to – to con- like that's connected to a different result that I want. Does that make sense? And so to go off of what I was talking about with the excited and intentional versus not enoughness, another really important piece here is not only what you're bringing to it, but what you're connecting it to, right? So if I have a desire to do more, it needs to be connected to a result I want or a thing I want to feel really excited and intentional about it. If I'm just doing more for the sake of it and I don't at all feel like it's connected to a result, I'm probably way more in the not enough place that we were talking about earlier. So we really wanna see how important it is to connect the action that we're going to take to a result that we desire and see those as one feeding the other because ultimately, that's what gets us excited. That's what creates our motivation. And that's what makes us feel like we are at creation of a result that we want versus we're just doing a thing because we should or because we're not doing enough. And hopefully at some point or another, this other result that we want will come. Like, no, those have to feel connected for you to feel aligned and motivated and excited. And so the more you can see that your actions equal results in your business, the more likely you are to take action from that excited and intentional place versus from that burnt out, not enough, must do more just to prove I'm good enough place. Totally different. And the more we can keep looking at that difference, the more we're able to free ourselves and really create discernment about what is a great action to take and what isn't. Yeah, that does make sense. Like my desire in the business is more around like I'd like to get more clients, but, and that's going to involve doing, but it's not about like, I would love to write more posts, you know, like, yeah. A hundred percent. Like when we get so um, almost like to-do list focused, it kind of takes us out of the CEO seat of like my actions directly impact like the outcomes sort of vibe. Like it takes us more into just like, Oh, okay, like I know I have this deadline by this date, so I, I should probably do it then. And it just feels really disconnected from like ultimately what we're creating, I think. Does that feel true? Yeah. Well, and that makes sense as to why like the motivation would be lacking. But it's yeah. just like, oh, this is another checkbox. Like, 
hundred yeah. percent. And like you're just seeing it as like a due date in your brain almost, and like that. Yeah, I, I think you know. Obviously, there's something that feels good about checking that off, but it's not actually motivating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a thing you have to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes a lot of sense, and I'm sure some of this is like connected to just like the you know like if I again like we're back at a place where I'm like gonna do all this work on the front end and I don't necessarily have like evidence of results with this specifically yet and so like I'm doing all this work on the front end and so like finding ways to motivate myself to do it without being like well what if I do all this for nothing which like I know is not actually a thing but like that's the story my brain goes to and I know it's gone there before like when we were talking about like happy for the holidays and all that stuff too so I think that's some of the hesitation that like my brain is like, we we can just like keep putting this off for now. Yeah. And I guess like let's just answer that question. Like what if you do more for nothing? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to like learn something from it regardless. Then I'm going to have these like posts to be able to like sell this program with. So it's not it's not actually for nothing. Um, yeah. It's, it would really only be for nothing if I, like, made these posts and did all these things and then I, like, never put them out into the <laughs> world. Yeah, totally. And and I think even, even more importantly there is to kind of almost train your brain to think like that where it's, like, there's mm-hmm. no chance I can do something for nothing in my business. Like, that's yeah. almost like an impossibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I don't know if that feels similar to the IVF journey, but I imagine that like a lot of the things that you did that didn't work informed things that you did that did. Oh, 100%. Yeah. No, that's so true. Well, and like I really did, especially with like our losses and stuff, got to a point where it was just like everything is like all part of the process of it working. And so everything that I do is is like leading up to that mm-hmm. in like whatever capacity that is. Yep. But for whatever reason that like I haven't gotten that level of like motivation or belief <laughs> in the like doing in my business. Um, and who knows, maybe part of that is like connected to like we had had success with our IVF cycle before um, we like went through all of our losses. And so I was able to like use that as evidence of like this is possible. Like I know that this can happen. Um, but I also know that there's like that I also could have like used evidence of other people who had had success. So like, why not me kind of thing? Well, Um, or even like, you know, go smaller scale in the business. Like, do you have evidence of when people find you, they like really like talking to you and a percentage want to work with you? Yes. A hundred percent. So like if more, like just as an example, like if I put my attention to like building my audience more and more people found me, do I have evidence that then a greater percentage or that a percentage of that greater whole would want to work with me? Yes. So like it's just it's it's not that it's not there, it's just programming it in basically, right? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like at this point it feels like such a small percentage that it's like easy for my brain to like write off as like insignificant even though like I still have paying clients who like want to work with me and like lots of folks that get on these stop the spiral calls that want to work with me and sometimes they choose not to, but that doesn't change the fact that they still wanted to. Or even what happened this week when someone got on that call and then said, like, probably going to do one-on-one, but definitely want to buy the course, right? Yeah. 
Like, okay, cool. So do I know that then people want to buy the course as well? And I have a goal to sell more courses. So like, does that serve me? Like, I think it's just really about connecting it to like that thing you want. Again, I feel like, you know, this is like a a really important piece of the conversation. Instead of feeling like there's this thing I want and then it's completely separate to like any of the action I take around it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Can you say that one more time? So it, it almost is like, you know, let's say you have the goal of sell 50 courses, right? Mm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's how can I connect that to action? Mm. Okay. Like, oh, then I might want to like – again, this is just an example. But like then I might want to grow my audience more mm. versus like, oh, I, I just want to sell 50 courses and like hopefully – that magically happens. Do you know what I mean? Again, like there will be magic in it, but it's not yeah. feeling like yeah, those like aren't connected. The combination of both of yes. like the practical and the like the space for magic kind of thing. Exactly. And and of your own empowerment, of feeling like I can influence that outcome, right? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think like as I'm, like, thinking about this and talking about this, I think there's also, like, some fear there of, like, there's a couple things coming up of, like, one, um, I've been trying to, like, sell out my one-on-one for a while now and, like, I am seeing momentum and, like, you know, I'm getting more free calls and I have, like, a pipeline of folks that I'm following up with and stuff. Um, but it feels like there's a there's, like, a part of me that's, like, well, is it wrong to, like, pivot to something else because, like, I haven't finished the first goal And, like, obviously this is motivated by life things that are happening. Like, I'm having a baby and cannot be taking one – and, like, well, I could be taking one-on-one clients, but I don't want to be taking one-on-one clients while I'm trying to recover from childbirth and, like, bond with this child and all that. Um, So I think there's, like, that piece because I feel like there's just a lot of noise in the industry, too, about, like, stick to one thing, stick to one thing until it works. And so I'm, like, am I going to lose my momentum by, like, shifting into this other space – And then there's also the part of me that's like, well, I haven't been able to sell out my one-on-one. Like, what if I'm not able to sell, like, this $100 course? (laughs) Like, what am I doing in my business kind of thing? Um, So those are the two things that are, like, coming up in my brain when it's being real cute. Yeah. Well, I feel like the the biggest thing that I would say there is, like, I don't think it's, like, do something else in terms of pivot. Like, Mm. that that wouldn't – be the goal. I think it's more like do something else that like gets you closer to both goals, if that makes sense. So like, again, it might be like, (coughs) these are just made up examples, but like might be like audience growth or maybe you run more events or maybe you, you know, uh, get out in front of other people's audiences on podcasts more, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, how can I see that that benefits everything as opposed to like, it's only can benefit one thing. Yeah. And I guess, like, the other thing, too, that I also, like, know to be true is, like, I think – and I've always felt this about the courses. Like, I feel like that's, like, an, a really beautiful, like, entry opportunity to, like, getting to know me and working with me because they have me in my ear – or in their ear and, like, there may be a desire there to, like, go deeper, too. So, like, you know, you have all these tools that can help you and so those folks might – like it's also just like warming up my audience even more and in like probably a different segment of my audience that's like one-on-one feels really inaccessible to me. So here's this other thing that I can do where I can still get support and get the tools that I like want and need to like manage this 
big roller coaster of emotions. And then does that make me want one-on-one, right? So like – Right, right. So it's like a just a – it's like we um, – envisioning the like pipeline that currently exists to one-on-one. For sure. And and again, I feel like it's not – it's only like a full-on pivot if you're like, okay, fuck one-on-one. Like – Yeah. And I'm, I'm over it. I don't want that. Like <laughs> screw yeah. this kind of vibe. And I don't – that's yeah. not it at all. It's more like no. <laughs> I see, you know, that I have like multiple things on deck here in terms of like about to have a baby, take maternity leave, et cetera. And I need to like take all of that into consideration. But – all of this leading to one-on-one is still important. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, and like the reality is this serves another part of my audience that's like not currently being served by Mm one-on-one and lets me serve more people on a more like unlimited capacity because I like, you know, they just sign up and they get to just do their thing and I don't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. And and again, you still have plenty of time so it's not like you're stopping selling one-on-one this week. It's just like – what things can I, again, be doing additionally if I have additional desires, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so maybe one of the things that would be good for me to do is just, like, spend some time playing in this, like, desire of, like, selling 50 courses um, and just, like, see what comes up there, what comes through, what ideas, like, I come up with and, like, use that also to motivate me to, like, finish my sales page, which, like – it's so – the other funny thing is, like, it's so close. Like, after we talked about it initially, I literally, like, went and, like, reworked three-quarters of it probably. And there's, like, two sections left that I need to finish. And for whatever reason, finishing those two sections has been, like, the biggest drag. <laughs> um, and it's, like, not even hard. I just – it just need to sit down and do it, Lacey. I just need you to yell at me and say, but don't I mean, to give you a hard time though, I think you that's like the exact opposite of what you need because that's like what keeps <laughs> reinforcing this thing of like you only do something because you're supposed to or it's a deadline or whatever. I know. And what we I want know. it to be like is I do stuff because <laughs> I know when I do stuff, like the universe moves with me because I know that it gets me more of what I want because I know that, right? Like it, it has to be about that deeper thing. Like that's like – I mean, it's like the entirety of the difference between like corporate and entrepreneurship, right? I think it's so important to see that difference between corporate and entrepreneurship that Michelle is navigating here in terms of that self-motivation, right? So in corporate, we're kind of just used to getting tasks done or having deadlines. And ultimately in entrepreneurship, I think that's why we hear a lot of people saying, oh, I just need more accountability. I just need more accountability. And I just totally disagree with that. I'm not saying it's never helpful to have to-dos or have someone you're checking in with, but I just think that that solves so very little of the problems because we're still operating in that old mentality. The, The new thing that we have to switch into is what we were talking about before is that the self motivation comes from seeing like, I can get this next result or this thing that I want in my business by doing the tasks. So when the tasks are tied to something much grander and much bigger and much more desirable, our self-motivation is so different than when we're just like, it will feel good to check this box, right? That's why entrepreneurship can be so fun, but it also really does take retraining our brains to not just feel like, well, I have a task list in my business, I do it, and then like, hopefully things show up at some point. No, I have a task list in my business 
that moves me toward what I want. And if I'm ever not getting as much as I want or everything I want or all like whatever, I have the ability to change that at any time because ultimately the only reason I'm doing these tasks is to get more of what I want, not to check a box in a day job, right? So look at that interplay there and see where it's showing up in your own life or business. Like where are you accidentally getting just into that task done deadline accountability mode of corporate and where do you maybe need to step more into that entrepreneur mindset of self-motivation and going after what you want and seeing yourself as being able to get and create it. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that self-motivated, self-driven Yeah. Uh, which I have, but like it's always been tied to the like projects and the deadlines and now I'm the one doing all of it. <laughs> yes. And, you know, this doesn't have to be something you fix tomorrow, but I think it has to be something you continue to explore mm-hmm. is like, yeah. how do I find that? Yeah. Well, and I think some of that is like, again, the like unlearning, the unraveling and the rebuilding, right, of like releasing some of that like nine to five corporate workplace culture. Mm-hmm. And like, it makes sense that over the next couple probably a couple of years, really, I'll be discovering all the ways that that's like embedded and entrenched in how I see work, how I do work. Um, And so my job is to go, oh, that's interesting, right? And then start to shift it as I notice it. Mm, Yeah, totally. And just like being aware of that versus almost like that old pattern we want to fall into is like, oh, just be easier if I had a deadline and someone forced me, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) Which like, is it gets it done, but it doesn't make it like fun or enjoyable or like it just then creates a business where everything feels like a chore and like another to do list, which mm-hmm. is not what I'm after. And, and and ultimately, it's not what gets you more of what you want is the important thing to right. remember too, right? Like the chore and to do list thing maybe gets you like whatever enough clients to to keep keep hanging out kind of thing but it certainly doesn't get you that like oh my god like this is like the business that I love that I'm excited to show Mm. up for where I like have clients flowing in like it just doesn't get you that next level right Mm. yeah that makes sense well and it's like anyone anyone could like hand you a to-do list of things and like even if you love checking things off to-do list that's only gonna like motivate you to do so much on that list Yep. And it ultimately doesn't feel connected to your desires. It feels connected to getting the to-do list done. <laughs> yeah. And like that's not a desire. I don't have like a strong desire to like complete to-do lists. For sure. I and know that many people do. <laughs> and quite honestly, even the people who do, I think get burnt out on that after a little while. But exactly, right? Like it's not yeah. like – I mean I love a good checkbox, but like just because it's a do- to-do list doesn't mean it sings to my <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) There has to be more behind it, which totally makes sense. 100%. And the more is what makes it easier to do the shit. You know what I mean? Like right now it's hard to do the shit because it's literally just a to-do list and you're not super motivated by checking things off a to-do list. So we get in this cycle of like, you know, hamster wheel kind of vibes of like, I really am not that excited about this, but it's on my list, so I guess I'll try to make myself do it. And it's like we kind of limp along, you know? 
Yeah. Do we feel like this is another space where we're like – where I'm like – you know, obviously like the bigger picture of like why I started Thrive AF was like to serve humans and their infertility journey to help them feel alone, to help them have the things that I like wish I'd had and needed when I was in like my dark place of the season. Um, but like that's like the really, really big picture vision here. And so I wonder if there's like steps in between in the same way that like we talked about doing the mindset work around like getting the next one or two clients versus like, you know, wanting to be completely sold out or like like if I'm if I'm like missing the micro here again because I'm like at A or Z, but there's like a lot of letters in between kind of thing. Well, I think what's interesting about what you just said, and I feel like so many of us kind of get stuck in this, is like there's a much bigger reason that we start, but it also has to be based on a lot of self-interest <laughs> to a certain extent too, to mm-hmm. run a business. And so you kind of mentioned, you know, I started because I wanted to give other people this experience. And I think that's mm-hmm. really beautiful. But I think that that's where sometimes we can also disconnect from like, and I want to like make money and feel good and mm-hmm. like making X amount this week would feel awesome or like yeah. just those little things that like sometimes like it's almost like we forget to make it about us as much as we're making it about mm. everyone else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is where we come back to the like we're missing the micro of it because it's like macro, okay, I can get on board with like I'm serving people. Macro, I can get on board with like this works out for me. But like on a Tuesday when I have videos to record, what's the actual deeper motivation there? So really important piece of permission and just knowledge in general here, I think, is that We truly have to be self-interested in business, even while deeply wanting to serve, right? Like the question of what do I get out of it is so important because we're putting a lot in it. And so what I get out of it may be fulfillment because I'm of service, but there's still an even exchange there, right? And if we are not self-interested in business, it really tends to burn us out, feel like it's more of a hobby, or be really, really hard to get those results ultimately because it we're not experiencing the motivation that, you know, kind of pours back into us to make us want to keep going, right? So if there's not an even energy exchange happening, we just continue to deplete our own energy to a point where we just won't want to give. And so that's why I'm always talking about even energy exchange and everything in business, because ultimately that is what keeps us moving. Like that is what keeps us as like a well-oiled machine that has the energy to keep going. I'm not saying it will always be perfectly even, right? I don't think it works like (laughs) that either, although that would be nice. But I am saying that it does feel like energy goes out, things come back in. Energy goes out, things come back in. If we don't even know what's coming back in, it's going to be very hard to motivate ourselves to the next task, to the next milestone, right? So just make sure you check in with yourself on this. Like, do you know what is your business getting for you, giving to you? What do you get out of it? It definitely doesn't always have to be money, right? There are times in our business where it's not making the money we want yet. And so that can be okay too. But do you know what else it's giving you that makes you want to keep going till you get to the point where the money is coming in in the way you want it to? That is absolutely crucial. 
Yeah. Well, and I think that like it makes sense that my brain's like, oh no, we're gonna like ignore the like successful business also having some money in it part because that's the result that we're like not seeing in the way that we want to. Mm -hmm. So it's like, right, because we've had a lot of conversations about that too. And so yeah, it makes sense that my brain's like, we're just gonna like pretend the money's not a thing right now because every time we pretend the money's a thing, we get like obsessed about the money and then the money doesn't come and then we're sad and it's like a really bad, like never ending, like just not helpful cycle, basically. Yeah, but again, I think you can you can find the middle ground there too, right? Where like I don't yeah. have to get obsessed about the money because then I'm still obsessing about this thing that feels far away or out of my control, but I can get obsessed about like what can I do this week? Mm -hmm. You know, I think that that's so, so important is like, again, back to it doesn't have to be like about frantically doing, but I think yeah, what really feels like is missing here is it feeling like you're powerful enough to create it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I definitely feel like that there's a disconnect with that. Um. Yeah, but it is interesting that, like, the money pieces come up because, like, this past week I've actually, like, dove in back into, like, focusing on money mindset stuff and, like, kind of exploring that. Um, and I feel like there's – I like, I'm trying to figure out, like, where my personal motivation is to make money because, like, I my experience in my life is, like, the money has always been taken care of. Um and, like, that's not to say that, like, I haven't made money, um, but, like, I've never had to make, like, X amount of money, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, totally. Like, I've just been able to make whatever money I made. Like, I got a job at Panera when I was, like, 16 because I was, like, I just want to go get a job at Panera. Like, I didn't need that job. No one in my family was telling me I had to go get a job. Um, And that's kind of, like, always been my relationship with money and even thinking about how, like, or he's, like, about to get a job where his salary is going to, like, three times. Mm -hmm. And, like, it just – I think there's also a part of me that's, like, right now it doesn't really matter how much I'm making in the business mm -hmm. because we're going to, like, be financially covered for, like, what we want and need with, like, his bump. And and so I'm just, like – and I do think, like, too, there's, like, some – um, something that you said on the podcast that you did with Belinda like really resonated about like being in the nonprofit space and the higher ed space is really similar of mm. like people with money are bad and it's like means you don't care about like equity in society mm -hmm. <laughs> and like there's there's just there's and there's a there's a lot of like chip on the shoulder about like you know like we don't get paid enough and we like overwork ourselves and that's like I, that's not something that I personally ever took pride in. I always felt like that was really problematic. But, like, <laughs> it's the narrative that you hear, yeah. like, over and over again. And honestly, like, I think it's part of why I didn't move up faster in my career because I just, like, wasn't willing to, like, put in 80-hour weeks and, like, had boundaries around the work that I was, like, willing to do and not do. And so, like, what I didn't realize is, like, my narrative was so counter to the, like, culture that I yeah. was in, even though I was, like, I thought we were, like, here to do good and help the people and, like, lift each other up. Like, what's actually happening here? Um, and so I think, too, there's, like, there's, like, some unraveling happening around, like, what's my relationship to money? Whereas, like, is it okay that it's just always been provided for in my life and that gets to be, like, a good thing, too? So that's, like, the other piece of, like, I think the disconnect of making money in my business because I'm, like, 
like I don't even know how much money like I mean right now I feel more inclined to make it because we don't have <laughs> the salary that we need to like cover our expenses in the same way and so I've just basically been like chaos manifesting money in like the weirdest ways which is like fine and fun to some extent but also not fun because it's like very uncertain and unstable and so I felt pressure around like making money in my business mostly to like appease Ori right and like feeling like I'm also contributing to financially to our like situation but I also know that like we get to go through ebbs and flows of like who's contributing what financially. And there were times in our life where I was the like breadwinner and we were living off his student loans too. And so it's like, yeah, so I'm just like, all of that has like been coming up for me in like the last like week or so too. So it's just interesting that this conversation came to like money and motivation around money. Yeah. So so what you're saying right now is like, you were feeling more pressure, but that's kind of changed because of Ori's new job. And so even that kind of pressure or motivation has diminished a little bit. Is that what you're saying? I would definitely mm-hmm. say that it, it it is diminishing as we get closer to like the summer and yeah. knowing that like he's going to have a job. like And you're going to have a baby. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to have a baby. And like, you know, I can – I can do what I can to like make money while I have a baby. But the reality is, is like, I don't, in my head, I don't have an expectation to like make a ton of money while I have a baby because my job is to like take care of myself and this baby. Yeah. (laughs) So I I do think that that's like part of why it feels like there's a disconnect of like, what is my motivation in my business to make money? For sure. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, other than just like the pride of being like, I made this money, you know? Totally. And I mean, I think too, like if I – like any money that I make in my business, like I think some of it, being able to like put it into like doing the like expensive personal development stuff that I really enjoy, right, that I would like feel bad taking like family money from otherwise. But like if our family expenses are covered, then I'm like, yeah, I feel great like investing in these things and doing this stuff. And I know my family benefits when I'm like doing well and happy, then like they get that too. Um, but otherwise, I'm like, I don't – I don't know what the money would be for. I feel like two really big things come up for me there. One is definitely what you just said. Like, let's explore that. Like, what's the money for? But the second one is this idea of, like, I've just never seen myself as a an, a creator of money in some ways, right? Mm. Yeah. Like, and I've never needed to see myself in that way either. For sure. Mm. So when you put those two together, like I've never seen myself as a creator of money slash never needed to. So I don't know how to relate to money or what that uh, Mm. motivation is in my business. That really makes a lot of sense because like even the Panera example, it's like you really never equated like working with getting this thing for yourself monetarily out of it. It was more like, oh, I want to do this thing. Yeah. And like I had many jobs that were like that. (laughs) <laughs> where I was like, I'm just going to go do this job. Like, I worked at American Eagle for a couple of summers just because. And, like, it felt good to, like, have my own money to be able to, like, spend. And, like, you know, when I got out of college and, like, had my first job, like, my money covered my expenses. So it wasn't like I was, like, living off of, like, my parents or anything like that. But, like, it – like – I I had the privilege of being like, I can go do whatever I want, you know, like, and I'm going to go find a job that like covers my living expenses. But like, I don't feel this pressure around like I have to make X amount of money for whatever reason. 
I think that's just so, so useful because it also puts you really at choice in this moment too, where like you really get to pick, like there's nothing that says money has to be the motivator, right? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Like that was obviously an example of like, hey, the business has to give you something. Yeah. So like, what do I get out of the business and like doing this? Exactly. It's more like, what do you get? Like if, if money is that, that's great. If you actually decide it's something totally different, then like the way you operate in the business might be totally different too. Mm. Yeah. Well, and honestly, for a long time, what I've gotten out of the business, and I, I think there's like space to play into like, is does this still feel true? Do I need something else from it kind of thing? Because obviously like relationships change and evolve. Yeah, totally. Um, but like for me, it, it just like gave a lot of like meaning to my own infertility journey, mm-hmm. right? Like, and, and like when I hit my like lowest point initially where I was like, I'm not doing things this way anymore, it really was about making meaning of something that felt so meaningless and made no sense to me. And that's what motivated me to like mm. start like, you know, opening up and sharing my story because that felt more like true and authentic to me and like finding more joy in the journey and like feeling more gratitude for the little things that were coming up. Um, and then when I started coaching, it was a similar thing of like, like, yeah, like I get to help others through this process. But what I get out of it is like I'm using this like really shitty season of my life for good. And that makes it meaningful regardless of, like, what happens. Yeah. And so does it almost feel like you don't need it to serve that purpose anymore? Um, I don't know. Like, I think I still – I think I still derive that from the business. But I don't know that that's – like – the like the vision that I have for like how I'm supposed to show up in this world and like help women and like right now that's in their infertility journeys, but I could totally see that going even like wider than that. Mm-hmm. Like um I don't know that that's enough to motivate that like bigger vision and me showing up in that bigger way and like being more visible and being seen and all of those things. Like if that if that like piece is enough. Does that make sense? Well, you just said a whole mouthful there, right? Mm. Oh, boy. What did I say? <laughs> well, I feel like that's just so important to to hear yourself say out loud almost, mm. which I will reflect back to you so you can hear yourself you. say it out loud. This is why I have to my life legacy. <laughs> which and is then like, I can re-listen to myself. On <laughs> yeah, the double win, right? But it's like – it's not feeling like the business is enough right now to motivate me to do a lot of other things. Mm. And that's more than okay. Like there's nothing like weird or bad about that, you know, but it's really good to notice that where it's like, okay, so when we're talking about all this motivation stuff Mm. and feeling like the creator of it and whatever, like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just doesn't maybe feel like it's ticking that box in the same way. So, what? Mm-hmm. No, no boxes are being ticked to a certain extent, right? Like, good. <laughs> the the monetary thing isn't a thing, right? So that mm-hmm. box doesn't. It's not even a need for that box to get checked right now. Um, the broader scale kind of thing that you're thinking you might help with, like, isn't getting checked. So that's not a thing. The mm-hmm. place where it kind of filled that need of like it put meaning there is probably feeling a lot less uh, 
present just in the sense that you have other meaning right now in terms of being pregnant and stuff, right? Mm. Yeah. So, duh. <laughs> like, it makes sense that you're not feeling like, oh, yeah, let me, like, run out and, and like, get more motivated and do more things and, like, finish this course. And duh. and that is okay. Like, that's t- not a bad thing or doesn't make you, like, not – like willing to show up. It's just like yeah. seeing that like we are people, humans that require something to really like feel like an even exchange to want to show up for it, right? Mm. Yeah, for sure. And so when it feels like I would have to give so much more than I can even fathom getting right now, mm. yeah, yeah, don't feel that great, you know? Yeah, and I feel like some of that too, like even going back to the money piece, like, you know, if if like if the money in my business had like blown up sooner, then like I'd feel like I was doing all this stuff and there was like financial compensation for all of that work and energy. But like I'm still sort of like waiting on the money kind of thing. And like obviously it's not the only reason like I'm doing this, but like like I I feel like I'm just like continually putting energy into the business. And you're right. Like I'm not like 100% connected to like the pieces that I'm getting out of it. Yeah. Even though like, you know, maybe I would say like my cup is like 50% filled, but like 50% can only get you so far. Well, I also think you're filling your cup in other ways right now. Yeah. Like you're getting almost more of a like quote unquote filled cup from having that like downtime and spaciousness and whatever than you are really getting mm-hmm. from thinking about like what the business does for you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like at this point, I've kind of consistently had like one or two clients at any given time. And when I'm like with clients and when I'm on these like stop the spiral calls, I do feel really lit up and like just like really get this like energy high from it. But it, like I'm not doing – that much of that right now and so then like all the other times I'm literally like what am I doing right now yeah and also like on on the flip side you don't actually want to be spending all your time on calls either not all of it no yeah (laughs) so so there's like this you know again this weird push-pull that happens there yeah it's like more of it but not all of it kind of thing yeah so I feel like you know it almost like brings you to like two choices is like I either need to like really evaluate like what is the business going to give me and can I focus on that or something mm. fundamentally needs to change in the business so that it has the opportunity to give me more. Mm. But it doesn't work for me to keep doing what I'm doing in this way. I mean it works. It's fine. But it's obviously not yeah. like based on this conversation what is like going to give you the best experience moving forward, right? Mm. Yeah. Lacey, am I having an existential crisis in my business? <laughs> You're is having a mid-pregnancy crisis, like? not a midlife crisis, I'm having, mid-pregnancy I'm crisis. Having a mid-pregnancy crisis. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? But I think it's so valuable because like this is why like this this type of work is so important, right? Because you could limp along forever being mm-hmm. like how could I be more motivated? How can I structure my day, so I have more deadlines and da 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 da. How can I be better at managing my to do list? Like, and really, like, there's so much else underneath this, right? Mm-hmm. About yeah. like, 
What is the bigger vision for this business? What is it going to give me? What do I need out of this? What are my desires? Like all of the stuff that makes it like juicy and worth it and exciting. Mm -hmm. And so I think like, yes, we can like tease you a little bit that you're having a mid-pregnancy crisis, but also super fucking important too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like I should be able to answer those questions because that's what's going to make the business like feel really good. Mm-hmm. Moving, like moving forward and that's what's going to like magnetize the clients and like make me show up like, you know, if I'm like really clear on what that thing is. Exactly. It's why that idea of like sometimes accountability is good, but sometimes we can hide behind, oh, I just need more accountability or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And like yeah. there's really usually a deeper reason. So I touched on this earlier, but I actually really wanted to talk about it again because I cannot tell you how important I find this to be, is that difference between needing more accountability versus having that deeper motivation underneath, right? So I think that so many of us kind of trick ourselves unintentionally in business and think that we just need more accountability. Like, I just need someone to kick my butt. I just need someone to hold me accountable. I just need someone to tell me what to do and give me a deadline. Like. How often have we heard or said things like that? And it makes sense, right? It really does because it kind of comes from that old mentality of like having the boss that we just like have to report to and get it done for. But I just never see this work long term for people in entrepreneurship. I think it is is so temporary and fleeting that like maybe if I like really gave Michelle a hard time and said, you have these deadlines, you must get it done. Do I think she would? Probably I do. Do I think she'd gain self-trust or long lasting motivation or excitement and energy in her business or any of those things that ultimately grow us long-term? I don't, right? I think she would just be better at checking off the task list for a temporary period of time, right? So we have to look at what creates that deeper motivation for us under things. What makes me feel so connected to that task and the result it gets me that I don't even really need the accountability there. Yes, I might need to plan my day and I might need to be intentional about when it happens or how it happens, but ultimately it feels like a choice, right? And when you feel like you're doing tasks in your business just because you choose to, because you want to, and because it gets you more of what you want, it's insane how motivating that is. When you feel like you're doing a task in your business because your coach told you to and you don't want to be embarrassed on the next call if you didn't, that's not the vibe. It's really not, right? So ultimately, pay attention to that in your own business. Where are you leaning more on thinking you need accountability when really it's asking you to take a much deeper look at the motivation underneath it. I promise you that will be such worthwhile investigation because it is what will change things for you long-term versus just getting you to accomplish like a few tasks a little bit quicker. So do you have any like um, inclination one way or the other here? Are you like, I think I just need to like sit with it and think about what it can give me. Or are you already like, oh, I think I do need to make some big changes here. Uh, I just, I honestly like have no idea. Like, like it feels like a lot of the things that I've been doing have been like leading up to this, but like this concept of like, what is my business giving me? 
right now feels really like mine, like like mine, just like <laughs> like your brain's what? like still processing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. my brain is like, wait, what? Oh snaps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but it, it like makes sense because I feel like even my conversation with you last week was like me sort of like reconnecting with like what excites me right now, like what is bringing me joy. And so it makes sense that like if that's – if I'm asking that question in like the other parts of my life, why wouldn't I be asking that in my business too? And like if the answer was still, oh, the thing that initially started my business still is the thing that excites me, great, then like no problem. But I'm like maybe that's not fully the case anymore. Totally. And I think there's also something to be said here for the fact that like, you know how last week something we were talking about is like, there's nothing wrong in the business. Mm. Yeah. I I think that's still true. Mm. Yeah. It just doesn't mean it's the thing. Like, you know how sometimes like, like relationships, like sometimes you might not break up because something super, super wrong happened. Like one of you cheated or whatever, but it might just be a thing where you're like, Nothing's super wrong, but it's also not super right. Yeah. And I think that's almost where you're at, where it's not like you have like all these like broken processes or like all this shit that's falling apart or whatever. But that's like kind of the best place to come to this from. Yeah. And I think like even just hearing you reflect that too, like I think I'm at a point where like Everything is almost, like, so systematized. It's, like, easy to just, like, go through the motions. And that doesn't mean that, like, you know, I don't love – and that's why I get really lit up when I have a client or I'm on a Stop the Spiral call because each of those conversations, even though it feels familiar, is different. This is a different human sitting in front of me. I get to be challenged in how I coach them and I get to grow and evolve as a coach each time I do that. But, like, you know, in the, like, day-to-day stuff where I'm, like, get on the Stop the Spiral call or, like, here's some content, like – like there's there's like no newness to that, which is so ironic that I'm like, I want certainty. I want certainty. But in <laughs> fact, like I've always been the kid that's like been like, make this harder. Give me a challenge. Like give me something to like get me like up and going. Um, and like that's not existent in my business right now. Because like even creating the sales page and creating the like posts for this course, I've done it before. Like I, you know, like I could do it again kind of thing. It's like not – it's a new thing, but it's not like a new thing. And so I, how do I like find excitement in the routine? Because I also don't want a business where I'm like having to create something new like every yeah. month to sell because that feels exhausting. Well, I mean, again, I think this, you know, maybe requires like you kind of sitting with this in deeper thought. But yeah, I don't think that it's about every new process or system or thing feeling exciting, but I think it's about there being one thing that feels exciting enough that it balances out the rest. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's maybe what's missing here. So Michelle's really just having a lot of questions come up for her right now, you know, in terms of what's best and what's next. And I think it's so, so healthy to be able to look at that. But the point I really want to make is that the best place to come from making this decision around all of that is from the business working and from the business being systematized, right? So it doesn't mean she has to keep the business forever, but I think that what happens often in entrepreneurship is when 
we're feeling like really frustrated or overwhelmed with the business is when we start asking some of these questions or wanting to make this change. And I personally feel like that can be a really hard point to make a change from because it's hard to tell. Like if things were, you know, more systematized in your business and were feeling easier, would you still be wanting to make that decision? You know? So when we can say, Hey, I have a good system. Nothing's totally broken. I've gotten clients recently. I know what I'm doing. I have a plan for maternity leave. Like it all makes sense. It all feels simple. And I still have these questions. That's when shit gets good in my opinion, right? Because we're not running away from anything. We're deciding what we're running toward. And that is very different. Running away from like shit feels broke is not usually, in my opinion, the best place to make transformation from. Running to, I want this thing, even though all this feels fine, is the best place to make a decision from. So I just really wanna share that because I feel like sometimes it it can almost seem, well, like if this is systematized and working, why would I pick anything different? Or um, why did I bother to do all of that if I'm gonna pick something different? But so often the reason is because that is the place from which you are able to make the best and most important decision. And that is crucial. Yeah, and I feel like some of like some of it too, I've like I, I think that's one of the challenges that I've had with like, you know, focusing solely on like building one-on-one. And it's not because like I don't love one-on-one and that's definitely like a big part of like the foundation that I want for my business. But it's like it's sort of been like, well, you can't focus on anything else until your one-on-one is full. So like just keep doing one-on-one. But then it like sort of like Every time I have like an idea or I'm excited about something, like we don't pursue that. And by we, I mean like me, the biz, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, We don't pursue that because we're just focused on -on one-on-one. And I think it's like really one path tracked. And like I know that like for me, I'm someone who like really benefits from like having like multiple balls in the air. Like that's just like who I am, how I like enjoy doing life. I'm also a Manny Jen. So like that's very much our MO and our vibe. And like I've actually like put down a bunch of the balls lately and right now like, you know, and like that's – these are more like interest balls, if you will. They're not like my relationship balls of like Mm -hmm. being a wife and a mom and all those things. But like, you know, at one point I was like (laughs) – I was like doing calligraphy, doing this business. Mm. I had a nine to five. Like yeah. there was just like a lot of things going on. And like I don't have a lot of those things going on, which is also why I feel like I've been like filling that through. And like the personal development stuff has always been like super interesting to me. And like I follow I follow kind of like the paths there that feel sorry, I can't hear myself talk. My dog is freaking out. Mm-hmm. Angel. Angel. It's okay. Um but like, yeah, I don't know what those things in my life are right now. And I I think, too, like, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of space for, like, taking on new hobbies or, like, things right yeah, now yeah. because uh, I'm about to have a baby. <laughs> but maybe that's also, like, not entirely true. Like, I don't know. And maybe it's about just, like, letting myself, like, continue to follow these, like, rabbit holes and, like, interests. Like, you know, one of my, like – um favorite like human design mentors is like getting ready to like put out like a certification course and like who knows maybe I'll be interested when it comes out maybe I won't but like 
letting myself go down those things of like how could that like spice up what I'm doing in the business too because like if I have a different flavor or flair like that could be that could be the thing that like finds a new spark you know yeah, I feel like the the decision for you to make at this point, although like you can redecide anytime you want, is almost sure. like does it feel like it's still all IVF related or does it feel mm. bigger than that? Mm. And then mm-hmm. based on that, that might inform things like, okay, it's still IVF related, but I'm incorporating this or it's it's actually the more I look at it, it's not because that's kind of what you were saying earlier. So that yeah. is also a thing too. And then it's like, well, then what is it? But but either way, mm-hmm. I feel like that's almost like the first and most important question. Yeah. Well, and like just to say this out loud so that like you can hear me and I can hear me. Yeah. Like for me, like it's, it's interesting because it's like never been about IVF. And I like tell this to like all my clients too. I'm like IVF and infertility is like the carrot that brings you here. But what I'm really inviting you into is like – to deepen into your like self-love, self-trust, self-empowerment, like, and just like help you show up in the world differently because it's going to make you a better wife, mother, like friend, coworker, whatever. And so it's like this like core message that I see in a, in a lot of businesses, honestly. And so like my vessel by which I bring people into that is the infertility IVF space, but it's not unique to the infertility totally. IVF. Mm. That's just like the space where the problem is easiest for me to solve because it's like a very familiar like, yep, this is this is this fear that's coming up or this is this thing. Um, so like I don't – so it feels easy to like teach it in that, in that context and in that space. And it's funny because like even when I had my calligraphy business, the core of my calligraphy business was like about capturing stories and spreading joy. So like joy has been like the thread of like which – I've, like, always built kind of everything on of, like, inviting people to bring more joy into their lives. For sure. And I think, like, again, like, you just get to decide, like, do I want to still talk about that through the IVF lens or not? Yeah. Mm. That core doesn't have to change. It's just, like, you know, what you said earlier was, like, I don't think that would be enough to motivate me to want to do the bigger things. And so that's just the question to sit with and, like, you know, either that was like true truth coming out and we got to pay attention Mm -hmm. to that or just like a momentary kind of like thought process. But I feel like that's step one. Does that feel true? Yeah, that feels true. And the the way that I've always like thought of it and envisioned it was like IVF was like one piece of the bigger Mm -hmm. biz puzzle, if that makes sense. So it's like there are more pieces. And I know we've talked about that a little bit as like I expressed a desire to like put together like a mini mastermind for women like who are pregnant or postpartum after Mm -hmm. fertility. So it's like it's like starting to branch into and there's like been a part of me that's like what would it look like to support women who like want to start businesses like in the like infertility IVF space. Um, So like there's like different kind of like avenues that I've like None of them has, like, like hit the thing of, like, I have to do this right now. Like, I just feel like this isn't going away right now. And that was true with my business. Like, it took me, like, two years from, like, the initial conception of, like, oh, this is a thing that I'm supposed to do. Like, I'm feeling a universe call to this to, like, when I actually started it, which was a couple years later after I was, like, universe, I need some time to, like, figure my ish out mm-hmm. first before I, like, show women how to figure theirs out. Um And so I think, too, like, this also comes back to, like, me leaving my nine to five is, like, trusting that, like, I'm also on the right path, even though, like, the spark's not 
there yet. And my job is to like keep following the breadcrumbs that feel good and right. And that's like where I'll get to my like, oh, Lacey, this is the thing. And whether that's like blowing up the (laughs) IVF business or like supplementing it or something, Mm -hmm. that's like how I'll know. Because I've had those moments. Like I had it with my nine to five. I had it with this business. Um, Well, I think think that's true. And like – in addition to that would be it's also giving yourself space to go there. I think what we were talking yeah. about earlier of like it just feeling really rote and you going through the motions and not feeling super mm-hmm. connected and like that's what makes it harder to access that. Mm. Yeah, that's right? true. So it's just yeah. kind of going this week and being like, okay, I need to think about what my business is giving me. I need to think about is this still IVF related? I need to think about what are my other options. I don't have to decide on any of it, but mm-hmm. I have to let myself start entertaining those thoughts more. So I just want to normalize how okay it is to be asking these questions, right? Michelle might decide that this was just a moment, you know, a moment in time and she likes the business as is, um, but, you know, maybe wants to step into it more or see it more at her creation, or she might decide to change everything, right? But it's so important to let ourselves explore these things, especially when we're not feeling as motivated or connected to it. Because again, we can solve all that top layer shit of like accountability, deadlines, tasks, lists, you know, extra strategy, whatever. But if we don't look at all this stuff underneath it, it's such a short-term solution. And so I feel like we can make ourselves wrong when we ask these questions. Like, oh, I'm so far along. I've done so much. How can I be asking this? This is such an inconvenient time for me to be asking this, whatever. And really, I feel like there is absolutely no wrong time to be asking ourselves these deeper questions because if we truly cannot answer like, yes, this is a business for me, here's why, here's why I'm motivated around it, we are not thriving. We are not at our highest potentiality in business. And so even if it's tough or inconvenient or you know, not the best timing, it is always, always a good time to be willing to dive deep decide what we want and get realigned to that because this is such a theme for us, right? When that's true and all the pieces align, I want this, I'm not in resistance to this, I'm showing up for this, I'm taking the action for this, I see it at my creation, like all of those pieces, when they come together, it's amazing what can happen. When pieces of that are out of alignment and we just choose not to look at it, it can feel like a real slog. So permission, normalization, like if you're listening to this and you're saying to yourself, oh dang, I have some big questions to ask myself in business, go there, let yourself. You might find that everything is perfectly fine as is and that's okay. Or you might really wanna make some changes, but it is always better to ask that question and do that sooner rather than bury it and put it off for a very long time because not only are you more likely to feel frustrated and burnt out in that time you're kind of delaying the inevitable right so being willing to dive in even when it's inconvenient is absolutely so key to moving forward in a way that supports you to get the best results long term yeah that makes sense and i feel like too that's like why I've been feeling this desire to like, you know, hand over like a bunch of my content and stuff to like my VA because it gets me out of the like pieces that feel more mundane in my business and lets me like enjoy the pieces that I still really love. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, 
I, I agree with you that it would be helpful for me to like let myself go down that rabbit hole of like if I could do anything right now, like what would make me really freaking excited. Exactly. And just see what <laughs> and see what comes up. Yes. Okay. So let's do with that this week. I'll give you some questions on that. I think definitely like okay. what's my business giving me? Like is it IVF? Like what feels actually exciting right now? Like again, no decisions need to happen, but I think mm-hmm. like this is where I want you to start tapping in more and like finding yep. that motivation more too is like yep. through those questions. So sit with it. Like obviously reach out to me and tell me what comes up and then we'll go from there. Does that feel good? Okay. Yep. That sounds good. Beautiful. All right, my dear. Have a good week. Keep me posted and I will talk to you soon. Sounds good. Bye, Lacey. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.